2: Like Wake Island, Guadalcanal Diary, and Lifeboat. But tonight, he's all set to celebrate New Year's Eve. And how? Right after the program, me and my wife are going to
3: a real wild Hollywood party. She's wearing her evening gown, I'll be wearing my tuxedo. We got two stools reserved at Thrifty's Drugstore. Oh.
4: <laughs> the
2: American Meat Institute presents William Bendix in the Life of Riley. <laughs> The meat people of America, providing a great food for a great nation. This morning, All America went on a changed food rationing program. As a service to our listeners, the American Meat Institute will tell you something about the current meat situation later on in this program. Listen for it. And now, on behalf of all those engaged in supplying meat to the nation, the American Meat Institute presents The Life of Riley. It's New Year's Eve, but it looks as if the new year isn't going to be ushered in with joy and happiness at the Riley household. Riley's in trouble again. And to find out how he got into this jam, let's go back a couple of days and listen in on the conversation of the Rileys as they're relaxing in the living room of their little California bungalow.
3: Ah, oh, this is the life, Peg, sitting around with a house full of peace and quiet. Oh, I think I'm going to take a snooze. Wake me up when it's time to go to bed, huh?
0: What, Babs? I've got a date for New Year's Eve. Oh, thank heavens. That's a load off my mind. Yeah,
3: Babs, I'm glad you got set. Now, the rest of us can use the phone once in a while.
0: Minton Clinton just phoned, and he asked me to go to a New Year's Eve party with him.
3: Minton Clinton? Mm Mm-hmm. Ain't that the boy with the pointy head?
0: (laughs) Oh, Daddy.
3: Well, okay, so he ain't got a pointy noodle. But don't take him place where they're pitching horseshoes or they'll use him as a target.
0: <laughs> and if
3: he takes you to a party, just see so you get home early. Well,
0: we've got to stay long enough to see the new year in.
3: Okay, stay and see the new year in, but be home by a quarter of 12.
0: Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, Riley. Oh, Dad, you're a regular stick in the mud.
3: Please, Babs, a little more respect. After all, I'm old enough to be your father.
0: <laughs> well, Around home is no way to celebrate New Year's. Well,
3: we ain't going to exactly sit around. I was figuring we'd have a few friends in for a quiet little party, maybe.
0: Oh, that'd be nice.
3: Waldo Benny from next door, Jim Gillis from the plant, newly Dirt. Oh, maybe. the
0: same old faces.
3: Uh, listen, Babs, when you say old faces, you're talking about my friends. So when they come here, you treat them like I treat them, and don't look at their faces. <laughs> Besides, we're going to have a new face at the party. I I was thinking of inviting a soldier. Oh, a soldier? Sure, there's a lot of boys in the army away from home who'd like to spend a quiet New Year's Eve with some homely folks.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know, Dad. The soldiers I know would rather go dancing on New Year's Eve with a girl.
3: The reports about soldiers liking girls is greatly exaggerated. (laughs) (laughs) They'd much rather spend a peaceful evening at the fireside even if there's no fire in it.
0: Well, it's a nice idea, but what soldiers should we invite?
3: Well, any soldier we can...
0: Hey, I know.
3: I met a soldier on the bus yesterday. Sergeant Biff Lacey.
0: No, oh, who's this Sergeant Lacey?
3: He's a Brooklyn boy who joined the United States Army.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, 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 I'll invite him. Well, you better write him tonight.
3: No, I'll do it right now. Uh, Junior,
0: yeah,
3: Pop? Uh, bring in your new second-hand typewriter. I want to dictate a letter.
0: Okay, Pop. Well, I got the dishes to do. Now,
3: now, now, just a minute, Dumplin'. You wash the dishes every night, and tonight you're getting a rest. As soon as I get through dictating this letter, Junior will wash them.
0: <laughs> I'll do them, and they'll be done. I'll help you, Mother. Well, so thank you. Okay, Pop. I'm all set with the typewriter. Okay,
3: Junior. Uh, start like this. No, cross that out.
0: You didn't say anything yet.
3: Oh, well, the letter goes to Sergeant Biff Lacey, Camp Bennett. Start off like this. <clears throat> uh, dear Biff. Now, read that back, Junior.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> dear Biff. Sounds okay. Dear Biff, old pal. Me and the missus is throwing a shindig on New Year's Eve. So how's oh, about you... Oh, wait a come? minute,
0: Pop. You only met the fellow once. Don't you think the letter should be a little more, you know, formal?
3: Yeah, I I guess you're right. I don't want the Sarge to get the wrong impression. Uh, Let's see. uh, Hey, what am I raking my brains for? We got a book on how to write letters somewhere. Oh, here it is. Here.
4: Oh, look under parties. Yeah,
3: let's see. uh, Business, weddings, funerals. Oh, here, here, parties. (laughs) Here's a good one. I'll follow it. Uh, Start typing. Uh, Dear madam. Wait. Uh... (laughs) Oh, that, that don't sound right. Oh. Oh, of course not, now, dear Sergeant. Mrs. Riley and I request the pleasure of your company at a New Year's Eve party at 10 o'clock, December 31st,
4: 1944.
5: So we'll be expecting on New Year's Eve. Cordially yours, Chester A. Riley. Well, what do you know? Hey, Corporal. Yeah? What's up, Biff? Look at this letter I got. It's an invite to a New Year's shindig. No kidding. Gee, you're lucky. I ain't got no place to go New Year's. Yeah? Come with me. But, Sarge, the invite's just for you. No, it ain't. It's for all the guys. Read this. Let me see. Dear Sergeant, Mrs. Riley and I request the pleasure of your company... At a New Year's Eve party. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He is inviting the whole company. <laughs> I guess he must like crowds, huh? Say, who is this character, anyway? Yeah, a fellow named Riley. I met him on a bus in Los Angeles. I thought he was just an ordinary jerk. But I was wrong. He must be a rich jerk. <laughs> well, come on, Sarge. What are we waiting for? Let's spread the gladsome tidings. Yeah, come on. Company! Head
3: Junior, uh, you hold this end of the screamer while I nail this end up, huh? Okay, Pop. Ah, it's a boy. Riley. Uh, oh, j- j- just a minute, Dumplin'. I got to hang up this coat of arms.
0: Huh?
3: What coat of arms? It's from my club, the BPLA.
0: Oh, that.
3: Dumplin', the Brooklyn Patriots of Los Angeles ain't no dat. <laughs>
0: I've never seen the coat of arms. Well,
3: we always keep it down at the clubhouse. But ain't that something?
0: Well, what does that mean? Uh, The man with the pop bottle in his hand.
3: Oh, that? Oh, that's the spirit of Ebbets Field.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And
0: uh, the the man lying on the ground.
3: Oh, that's the umpire. (laughs) (laughs) You see, underneath is our motto, fair play. Now, uh, what did you want to talk to me about, Dumplin'?
0: Oh, dear, I'm worried about the food. I should have done the cooking myself.
3: (laughs) I told you I don't want you to work on this party. That's why I'm having it catered by a restaurant. Luigi's Spaghetti Heaven and Meatball Mardi Gras.
0: (laughs) Well, how much hamburger are you getting from Luigi, Pop? Well, I
3: figure ten people, five pounds of hamburger, that's more than plenty. Oh.
0: You're forgetting about the soldier. He'll probably have a healthy (laughs) appetite.
3: Don't worry, Dumplin'. After all, we're not going to have the whole army here
0: tonight. (laughs) No, but suppose we run short. Well, if we run
3: short, we'll open up a can of sardines.
0: Oh, Riley, no party's a success unless your guests have plenty of good food. Well, that's right,
3: Dumplin', and I got plenty of food. Four big bottles of root beer and a whole pound of peanut brittle. (laughs) I tell you, the food will be coming out of their ears. When I run a party, the company goes home happy. Uh...
1: Good afternoon. Is Mr. Riley in? Oh, yes, sir. Come in.
3: I'm Mr. Riley. I I mean Riley.
1: Mr. Riley, I'm Colonel Rogers from Camp Bennett.
3: Well, how do you do, Colonel? I'm very glad to know you. I'm certainly...
1: (laughs) I'm in Los Angeles on army business, and I came by to thank you. That party you're giving tonight is a splendid patriotic gesture.
3: Oh, come, come, Colonel, it's nothing. Any good American would invite a soldier to a party on New Year's Eve.
1: That's right. Any good American would invite a soldier, but only an extraordinary one would invite a whole company.
3: Oh, well, what's one soldier dumb?
1: (laughs) I'm uh, sorry if my compliments are embarrassing you, but you deserve it. After all, feeding 200 husky GIs is no small job.
3: Ah, uh, the more the merrier.
1: The newspapers certainly like what you're doing.
3: The uh, uh, papers?
1: Certainly. Your news. Here, see for yourself. Uh,
3: giant New Year's Eve party to be held. Thanks to the patriotic gesture of Chester A. Riley, local war worker... 200 soldiers comprising Company A, Camp Bennett. Oh, this is terrible.
1: I understand, Mr. Riley. Most men of your type hate publicity.
3: Uh, In this case, I despise it.
1: But just the same, the story of your generosity will set a fine example to apathetic citizens on the whole front. Honest, Colonel, you don't know
3: what a pathetic citizen I really am.
1: You're too modest, sir. Well, I must be running along. And don't forget, the War Department in Washington will hear about this. Goodbye.
4: Peg?
0: Peg? Yes? What is it, Riley? What's wrong?
3: Peg, there's something I gotta know.
0: What?
3: Peg, can the Army shoot a civilian?
4: (laughs)
2: Well, this time it seems that Riley has bitten off more than he's got for the Army to chew. We'll be back with his party pains in just a moment. In the meantime, this is Ken Niles speaking for Meat. Millions of women all over America are asking questions about the new meat rationing program... We've asked Mrs. Riley to represent America's housewives and to ask the question we have heard most often during the past week. Go ahead, Mrs. Riley.
0: Well, Mr. Niles, I now get 50 red points per person each month. That's more than before. Why is that?
2: Well, Mrs. Riley, now some cuts require more points than before and some less. However, if you spend your points wisely, you can still keep meat on the table regularly, even though civilian supplies of meat are down compared with this period a year ago. With 50 red points per person, a family of four, like the Riley family, will have 200 red points to spend during January. And at the end of this program, we'll have a few specific suggestions on how to keep meat on the table by making those meat points stretch the farthest for your family. (laughs) And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Well, Riley had invited a few friends and a soldier he happened to meet to an intimate New Year's party. But a few hours before the affair was scheduled to begin, he learned to his horror that due to a misunderstanding, instead of one soldier, two hundred soldiers will show up.
6: Peg, what am I going to do? Two
3: hundred soldiers. I'll be the laughing stock of the neighborhood. We'll have to move away.
0: Oh, but, Daddy, will we ever find a house in this town? Uh,
3: that's true. I think right now my head is the only vacancy in Los Angeles. <laughs> 200 soldiers. There ain't enough oxygen in this house for that many people. <laughs> Junior, did, did you phone the caterer?
0: Yes, Pop, but Luigi's still out. Oh, well, I'll check up on the food we have in the house.
3: Yeah. Uh, 200 soldiers. And we only got 10 chairs. We'll have to have 20 different sittings. Oh, have I got a headache? Junior, get me another aspirin. Put it on a slice of bread. I'm hungry, too. Who's at the door, Junior?
0: It looks like Mr. O'Dell, the undertaker.
3: Uh, I'm just in a mood for him. I'll let him in. You go help your mother.
0: Okay,
4: Pop.
3: Uh, hiya, Digger. How's my favorite undertaker?
6: Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. (laughs) Uh,
3: What's the matter with you, Digger? You in pain?
6: No, I'm just smiling. (laughs) I've been balancing my books, and I'm happy to report that for 1944, I'm in the black. I finally collected the bills people owed me.
3: Oh, some of your customers are deadbeats, huh?
6: (laughs) Let's not talk shop, Riley. I just dropped in to say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Same to you, Digger. Come now, Riley, cheer up. This is New Year's Eve. Crowds, laughter, songs. I adore New Year's Eve. It's so gay. (laughs)
4: <laughs> well,
6: it ain't going to be for me. Why don't you and the little woman drop in at my house tonight? We'll have oodles of fun. No, I, I don't think I can make it. Oh, you must. I'll send my car for you. There's loads of room. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've seen your car. <laughs> and don't worry. I'll bring you back.
3: If I was going to your place, I'd rather walk. But uh, I'm tied up tonight. Tigger. Oh, too I...
6: bad. But anyway, I'll hand you a laugh. All right. Have you heard the latest? Yeah. Husband, I just had a tooth pulled. It cost me a dollar. Wife, what kind of a tooth? Husband, a buck tooth. <laughs> Isn't it a scream? Uh, hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. Jerry Riley. see you in charge,
1: my
4: dear. <laughs>
3: so you see, Waldo, I- instead of one soldier, a whole company is coming. That's why I need dishes, lots of dishes,
7: Waldo. Oh, I wish I could help you, Mister Riley. Oh. Well,
3: your wife has two sets of dishes. Go and ask her to lend them to
7: me. Oh, I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. She's furious with me because of what happened on Christmas morning. Oh? She opened the present that I got for our Great Dane dog by mistake. (laughs) She thought it was for her. When she read the card inside, she was fit to be tied. Well, what did the card say? Well, it said, Baby dear, to buy you a fitting gift for me was quite a puzzle. So I bought the thing that you need most. Enclosed, you'll find a muzzle. Well, Waldo, I've seen your wife. It was a
3: natural mistake. (laughs) Waldo, I'm going to ask your wife for them
7: dishes. Oh, Mr. Riley, she wouldn't let you in the house. She says you're a bad influence on me. You see, she found out about that night when we... uh... What night? Well, uh, you know that night... uh... Oh, oh,
3: that night. Oh, so what? What harm was it if I did let you take a puff on my pipe? There's no tobacco in it.
7: I'm sure she'll never let you have the dishes,
3: though. Well, no, well, I guess I'm late. Well, maybe Luigi can let me have some dishes. I, I got to see him about getting more food anyway. So long, Waldo. <laughs> Hello, Luigi. Ah, oh, Mr. Riley, how are you doing? I'm just fixing you hamburger for the party. I'm glad you come in. You're telling me how you like your hamburger. With garlic, salt, paprika, onion, and a pepper? Or you like it seasoned? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, you fix it, Luigi. Uh, look, Luigi, uh, about the party, I- I- I'm a little bit worried. I- I'm going to need some more hamburger.
6: Eh, don't you worry, Luigi.
3: She's fixing you up. Five pounds is not enough. No. Uh, you need more, huh? Well, a little more. How yeah.
6: much?
3: 200 pounds. Sure, I give you. But my good friend, Mr. Riley, uh, what? 200 pounds. 200 now, now, pounds. Now, Luigi, now take it easy. Put down that Luigi. 200 pounds of hamburger. Go find yourself a balcony. You are crazy like a Mussolini. Now, <laughs> Look, Luigi, I ain't. You see, in, in, instead of one soldier, two hundred are coming to my party. That's why I need two hundred pounds. Where am I gonna get? At the thing you see in the yard, that she's no cow. That's uh, my wife's sister.
4: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, but but Luigi, you always have a lot of hamburger for meatballs. And... Sure, sure, I got, I got. But I'm a need. It's uh, for a banquet here tonight. The Architecture Society. They reserve six weeks in Atlanta. I know, but Luigi, it's not for me. It's for the army. You... I know, I know. Don't you get me wrong. I love the army. I love General Eisenhower. I love you. Believe me, i do anything for you, Riley. I would cut off your right arm for me. <laughs> but no
6: hamburger.
3: I I went everywhere. Even my own friends wouldn't help me.
0: Oh, dear, this is dreadful. Those 200 soldiers will be here any minute. Yeah. How will we feed them?
3: Well, we'll just have to open up that can of sardines and jump back out of the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Riley, you'll have to think of something. I've
3: been thinking. I, you, you know that trip back east I've been planning to make all these years? <laughs> uh, I think this is the time to make it.
0: Oh, be sensible, Riley. Well, we can't...
3: uh, It's
7: them. I ain't home. I... I, Uh, uh, Waldo. Uh, Mr. Riley, my wife says you can have the dishes. You... Waldo. Waldo, you're a path. I told her it was for the soldiers. And that broke her down, huh? Do you know what she did? No. She threw her arms around me and gave me a big kiss. For the first time in eight years. And you know, that made me stop and think.
3: Think
7: what? What a heck of a way to start the new year.
3: I wonder who. Happy New Year, everybody! Uh, Luigi, you got your nerves saying Happy New Year to me uh, after no, you... no, wait a minute, O'Reilly. Keep your skirt on. Give me a hand to bring in the stuff. Outside of my truck, I got a 200-pound hamburger, 800 rolls, 3,000 miles of spaghetti, one wipe, seven of bambinos, and a half a jar of mustard. <laughs>
4: oh, Luigi, that's
3: wonderful. Well, but, Luigi, you said... I that... know, I know, but when I am think of the soldier boys that she's going to be hungry, I'm going to get the conscience of chicken. My heart. My heart, she's like a my sponge cake. Very soft. <laughs> Ah, oh, Luigi, you saved my life. But, but what about the architects? I'm going to cancel the banquet. I'm going to say to them, if you're such a good architect, make other plans.
0: <laughs> you better get to work, Luigi. Oh, come on, Riley, Waldo, you yeah. help Yeah, well, well,
3: uh, uh, hello?
1: Uh, Mr. Riley, this is Colonel Rogers.
3: Oh, hello, Colonel.
1: Mr. Riley, I've just heard some disappointing news.
3: It ain't true. We got plenty of hamburger. The boys won't go hungry.
1: I know that, Mr. Riley, but I'm sorry that my men will be unable to accept your hospitality.
3: You mean they ain't coming? But, Colonel, I got a ton of food on my hands. I'll get indigestion, Colonel.
1: (laughs) I'm very sorry to disappoint you, but at the last moment, a special order just came through. We have to move on. Our train leaves at midnight.
3: But, Colonel, how can you go tonight? It's New Year's Eve. The railroads keep saying you shouldn't travel on a holiday.
1: <laughs> Mr. Riley, we're soldiers.
3: Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Well, well, gee, we'll all be disappointed.
1: So will we. Well, goodbye, Mr. Riley.
3: Goodbye. The party's off. Oh.
0: The
3: soldiers got to move on tonight. They're, they're on their way to the station now.
0: That's too. Yeah. Oh, I bet they'll be disappointed.
3: Uh, uh, just a minute. Sir. Why force should they be disappointed, huh? They no can to come to the party. We bring the party to them. I got everything in the truck. We cook the stuff in the station, huh?
0: Oh, well, <laughs> Luigi,
3: of course. That's have a, a wonderful a, uh, idea. Yeah, you're a genius, Luigi. Come on, everybody. Let's go down to the Santa Bowie. Yes. Okay, fellas, step up and get your hamburgers. Who wants
4: another hamburger? Hey, like another one no step blind. right up, boys. Here you are, kid. Luigi.
3: Hey, Luigi, more
0: hamburgers. Oh, shoo, shoo. Coming right up, boy, Luigi. Oh, come on. Here's some more rolls, right? Oh,
3: thanks, Pegasus. Is everybody getting enough to eat?
0: Oh, more than enough. It's a lovely <laughs> it party. sure is. It's, it's it not
3: good. a of soda pop, oh, Mr. Right. Waldo. Put it down. Waldo. Huh? Waldo, you'll ruin your suit. Why don't you wear your apron?
5: Waldo?
7: Oh, no. I better not. It might remind the boys of
5: the girls they're leaving behind. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> hiya, Riley. Boy, this is a great party. Well, hiya, Sarge. You, you had enough to eat? Now, give me another hamburger. Okay, kid. How do you want it? Well, I already had
3: one with ketchup, one with mustard, one with mayonnaise, and one naked. Well, <laughs> then I'll give you the Riley special. One hamburger between two of the hamburgers, huh? Hey, yeah, kid. Oh, boy, thanks. Well, I got to round up the men. We're leaving soon. And thanks for everything. This has been a swell party. So long, Riley. So long, Sarge.
1: Oh, uh, Mr. Riley. Oh, Oh,
3: hello, Colonel Rogers. How
1: you doing? Fine, Mr. Riley. The men are having a great time. We certainly appreciate what you're doing. Well, we
3: appreciate what you're doing. Uh, uh, Oh, Colonel, I'll give you a laugh. You can tell General Eisenhower. It's a joke. My friend Digger Odell told me. It goes like this. Husband, I just had a buck tooth pulled. Wife, (laughs) did it hurt much?
1: Husband... I'll say, mother in law serves you right. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Very amusing, yes. (laughs) Well, we've got to get aboard now, Mr. Riley. Goodbye, and thank you.
3: Goodbye, Colonel, and good luck to you wherever you're going. Well, there they go, Peg.
0: Yes. Aren't they fine boys? Yep. And there's 10 million of them all
3: trying to make sure that next year will be a happier one for the whole world. Look at the clock, Peg. In exactly five seconds, it'll be 12 o'clock. Oh, Lord. Four seconds. Three, two, one. Happy New Year, everybody!
4: Happy New Happy- Year!
2: We'll be back in just a moment. What do those new point values on meat mean to you and the eaters at your house? Well, the American Meat Institute believes a quick reminder of some of the current point bargains in meat will be helpful to you. First, on beef, most of those good braising and stewing cuts like short ribs, brisket, and shank cost one or two points. Chuck for a pot roast, three points. Hamburger, four points. On the pork list, you will find shoulder cuts at four points. All variety meats, except veal and beef liver, are still point-free. In the sausage list, frankfurters are three points a pound, good fresh pork sausage is two or three points, and that good liver sausage is point-free. Now, you will want to make your own careful check on point bargains in meat you like, because that's the way to keep meat on the table. It's worthwhile to learn how to make your points by more pounds, because all meat regardless of cut or kind, price or points, has those complete, highest quality proteins that we all need. Yes, meat is a yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. This statement and all other nutritional statements about meat made on this program are accepted by the Council on Foods and Nutrition of the American Medical Association.
0: Daddy.
3: Read your poem. Well, okay. (laughs) Of course, I ain't no Henry Wadsworth Rockefeller, but (laughs) anyway, I I, I made this poem up out of my own head, and it's got a couple of concrete ideas. (laughs) Uh, Here's to 1945. Here's hoping all of us will thrive. A happy new year to my wife, the senior partner of my life. Greetings, too, to son and daughter. I hope they won't do what they shouldn't order. (laughs) May life be gay for Digger Odell, who gives you flowers when you can't smell. (laughs) To little Waldo, love and kisses. He'd like to be married, but not to his missus. (laughs) We promise all to work and fight, to win the war and square things right. And to all our G.I.s, wherever you roam, May this year see you safe back home.
4: Don't
2: miss the life of Riley, starring William Bendix and presented by the American Meat Institute next week at the same time. Riley's son enters a boxing tournament and Riley winds up slightly punch-drunk. William Bendix appears as Riley by arrangement with Hal Roach. The Life of Riley was directed by Don Bernard with music by Lou Cosloff and came to you from Hollywood. This is Ken Niles saying, see you next week.
4: This is the Blue Network.